Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Here, engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Now, necrotic enteritis, it's something that's an incredibly costly disease for the poultry industry. Can you tell us a little bit about how it occurs and what types of problems it normally causes in flocks? Yeah, so, so usually there's some kind of predisposition that causes intestinal disruption. In the United States, um, Imeria is usually um, kind of identified as that predisposing factor, but um, some ingredients can also cause that initial distress. Um, and then what you're looking for is that peak of distress, especially with Imeria. Um, and then there's an exposure to toxigenic strains of Clostridium perfringens. Um, and that usually is what causes the, the clinical disease that we associate with necrotic enteritis. Although um, the, nucle- the clinical uh, disease is maybe more striking, um, the subclinical disease, to your point, is, is what causes more the, the economical impact as far as uh, feed efficiency and body weight gain. So you're going to see uh, reduction in body weight gain, increases in feed conversion, and then you'll see some mortality as, as far as um, the clinical part of the disease. Now, as part of your day-to-day work, you carry out studies looking at the effectiveness of, of different control methods. Um, and most recently, you've been looking at three necrotic enteritis challenge models. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the study and the design of the study that you carried out? Yeah, so typically at Southern Poultry Research Group, we, we use two primary necrotic enteritis floor pin models. Um, one is going to be more applied, so we're going to use reuse litter um, from a previous challenge to expose the, the birds to the pathogens. Um, and then the, in the other model, we're going to use fresh litter, and then we're going to um, give a coxie vaccine and introduce clostridium perfringens at around 14 days at the peak of that um, cycling. And so one focuses more on the applied aspect uh, performance and, and the other model focuses more so on the clinical side of the disease. So can you tell us um, a little bit about the, the specific elements of each of the groups then? Because the birds were split into three groups, is that correct? Right, yeah, absolutely. And so um, kind of going through that study, uh, we used those two as, as benchmarks and then we added a third group um, where we introduced uh, used, raised them on fresh litter, introduced them to Clostridium perfringens at 14 days, like the other group. Um, but then we re-exposed them to Clostridium perfringens subsequently um, throughout the growth cycle. Because what we see in the model that we recreate clinical disease is those birds will undergo that acute stress, um, experience clinical disease, high mortality, and then they'll recover really well. Um, so you don't see that performance influence that you expect to see. And so that third treatment, uh, we added some Clostridium perfringens um, inoculations in order to try to tease out more of the, the subclinical side of the disease. So from the three uh, challenges that you, that you carried out then, what were, the, what were the main results that you saw? Like we were expecting, we don't typically have the opportunity to co- compare the models side by side. We know the applied model tends to cause Um, less clinical disease, more, seems like more uh, subclinical disease. And the other model tends to cause more clinical disease, but we, we were able to put them right next to one another. And um, in the first 14 days, you can definitely see the 
subclinical, the applied litter challenge um, had that impact on performance on the body weight gain. Um, and that was carried out throughout the study. You can see the difference in the body weight gain and, and feed conversion in that group compared to the other two challenge models. Can you tell us why um, the feed conversion ratio would have been affected? Necrotic enteritis is, is pretty well um, documented to have that negative impact on, on performance, the body weight gain and feed conversion because of that clinical disease. And then in that model, they're also chronically exposed to both pathogens throughout the duration of the study. Likely there's also kind of that impact early on carries out, um, tends to carry out through, through experiments and grow outs. Um, whereas in the other groups, the clinical disease, um, the, uh, the birds grew really well. Then we challenged them with clostridium perfringens at 14 days, kind of capitalizing on the peak of the COXI vaccination. Um, and we saw fairly high mortality, 20% or higher in, in both of those groups. Um, but both of those groups, um, as I was just mentioning, recovered very well compared to the applied litter model. So in terms of um, the results that you saw in the, in the group that had reused litter, what difference did, did uh, the litter reuse have? So the reused litter um, tended to, to have an impact on the body weight gain and feed conversion, kind of the performance um, parameters. Although there was clinical mortality, we were able to definitively say that they were, um, they did undergo a necrotic enteritis challenge because we did see clinical necrotic enteritis. The body weight gain feed conversion was impacted throughout the study. So ultimately from the, the research you've carried out from, the, from these challenge studies, what do you think are the kind of takeaways for producers from this? Focus on the, on the fundamentals. So definitely you're going to want to make sure you control the coccidiosis um, and the management of that. So if you're using a vaccine, understanding the vaccine, understanding how it cycles and when it's cycling, when it hits its peak, um, and then managing it uh, during brooding is, is really important um, in order to decrease the likelihood of necrotic enteritis and, um, and management, trying to keep those toxigenic strains of clostridium perfringens at lower levels um, is going to be really important to controlling the disease, whether that's through uh, treating the litter, uh, water line sanitation, et cetera. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.